1: Patrick for AM860, The Answer.
2: And I'm on. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, and I've got Ken with me this morning. I think you're still there, aren't you, Ken? You bet I am. Good morning, Doc. Great song choice today. Thank you. I just love that song, and I, I got to tell you, one of the women that works in the kitchen at, at the hospital, her name is Katrina, and she has the prettiest face of any woman in the hospital, and uh, I say that with with no reservations, um, and a lot of people may think that's weird, but uh, she really has this beautiful symmetrical face, good-looking gal. Of course, she's had a few babies and, you know, hefted up a little bit, but... <laughs> What are you going to do? You started off so nice there, Doc. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, I was out to dinner last night. Uh, The wife made me go because we had to sign our tax returns. And we're actually going to get a little money back this year, believe it or not. So um, that's a good thing. Congratulations. So, But our accountant, she's she's of the female species. And uh, of course, they talked about food and their diets and uh, their diets and food and What's the table next to the meeting? And I had to get up and leave a couple of times. <laughs> I just, I'm like, this is high conversation. But we did finally get through it. And, I, you know, I suffered all of the uh, grievous insults that a man must suffer when eating with, with a group of, of two or more women. But uh, I, I made it. I made it, Ken. I'm alive.
0: So you must have kept your mouth shut. That's pretty much the only way to get through that situation.
2: It's Until the a... very end, and then when when we started signing the tax returns, that's when the wife starts getting upset, and uh, you know the accountant says, "Here you need to mail this," and then she gets all fidgety, and I, I said, "Look, there's an envelope on it. Just mail the only thing that has an envelope." That. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know that, and then she didn't like that at all, so you know shut up, you can't tell me, and I'm getting confused and you know all that, but all right. uh, she didn't kick me, which was a nice well, time. that's an improvement. That's an improvement, so, so we're, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the training is going well. <laughs> I'm, mine or hers, I'm not sure which. but um, It's the, yours,
0: Doc. You're the one being trained, trust me. You
2: got that right. You got that right. So I'm, I'm, I'm reading the Asian Times this morning, and China has deployed a fast-track missile catamaran in the South China Sea. Now, this thing will do 38 knots, which is, what, 45 miles per hour? Holy moly! Yeah,
0: keep up with an aircraft carrier. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that can chase an aircraft carrier yeah. down, and it carries eight uh, uh, cruise missiles, uh, uh, ship-to-ship missiles. So it's for destroying aircraft carriers or, or maybe smaller destroyers and, and that sort of thing. And it's also got an HPJ-13 Gatling gun that shoots 30 millimeters, and um, I'm guessing it'll shoot several thousand rounds a minute. So this is a pretty cool-looking little boat. And uh, meanwhile, Sleepy Joe is cutting back our defense budget. Uh, I don't know what that means, what all that portends. Uh, could be good, could be bad. I don't think that it's going to decrease tensions in the world, do you? I don't think so.
0: No, probably not. No, it we'll won't have any effect there at all.
2: Basically, the world looks at each other and says, hmm, can I take advantage of you know, Are they weak? Are they strong? Can we move in there?
0: It does seem like China and Russia and Iran are all kind of forming a new oh, axis yeah. of evil kind of thing.
2: Yeah, we talked about that last week. And, the uh, you know, the Chinese are building their, their uh, trade highway through Pakistan, and they're going to take it into Afghanistan and, I guess, over to Iran eventually. So they're going to build a massive interstate that they can— take a uh, long haul semis over and or and, tanks and, or maybe
0: just bring their tanks on over
2: bring tank well yeah i mean you that of course that's what our interstate system is for it's not only for transportation and commerce that's why they and built so it
0: yep.
2: we can move troops around in a hurry
0: yeah and missiles too back then in the 50s they had missiles on on trucks so that's why oh. the that's why the under the on uh, the, an underpass on your average interstate is measured by the length of the room, they needed to get the missiles underneath the the uh, overpass.
2: The height of it. yeah. The height of it. Yeah. Yeah. That that was one of the one of the things, in the semis also. So they basically the the missiles would fit inside of a semi, uh, or on the flatbed semi, so that you could haul that thing around and then fire it off. And you remember when Jimmy Carter said uh, when we were heating up the uh, the. Uh, Arms race with the Soviet Union back in the late seventies. He said, "Well, let's just have a whole bunch of mobile missiles." And so they, they beefed up the missiles then and put them on, I guess, on flatbeds and hauled them around. I don't know where you. What do you do? You park at a truck stop and go in and have a piece of pie and wait for somebody to <laughs> give you the firing. I table. understand
0: they had trouble with the <laughs> teamsters, so they had to get rid of that, that for a while. Oh, the so.
2: teamsters didn't like that. Huh? Team they-
0: Steam, teamsters wanted a you know a, a, an extra spiff. We're driving around nuclear weapons.
2: Yeah, they wanted a little cut of the action. A-
0: absolutely, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, they're not stupid.
0: No, it's hazard pay, certainly.
2: Absolutely, you're ground
0: zero at that point.
2: So yeah, they're going to get shot at if anybody figures out they they're carrying a missile. They're going to want to take a pot shot at that truck, that semi first.
0: Ah, the military may have their own drivers. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the Teamsters. I may just be making all this up.
2: <laughs> yeah, it sounds really it good. It sounds good, though, doesn't and it? It now? sounds good. And I, and, oh, by the way, did I tell you that uh, I got a note from Facebook this week, mm-hmm. and I my show has been banned in North Korea, Cuba, uh, Iran, and Syria, um, <laughs> okay. purportedly, purportedly because of copyright infringements, because... We played uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash last week, and I guess we didn't give credit. And, but you know, Salem Broadcasting has—they have that global right that they buy to. Sure, we
0: pay our BMI fees and all that stuff.
2: So I, I think I think Facebook is probably going to have to uh, appeal it to those jurisdictions. But I got a sneaky feeling that it doesn't really have anything to do with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> probably not. I, probably the rest of the
0: content of the show that has them annoyed. I,
2: the, the show content has has probably caught the uh, attention of some foreign uh, algorithms that are scanning and looking for mean words like Iran and, uh, you know, you're bad and we don't like you and things like that. Well, the
0: Ayatollah can no longer listen to you, Doc. That's
2: a shame. It's too bad. Well, he probably can, but his people can. Well, yeah. Sure. So the Ayatollah, if he wants to call in and, and share his opinion, you know, we're at 877-969-8600, 877-969-8600. And also the practice, we're still doing telemedicine. That's still a growing market, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. And by the way, Ken, uh, my old neighbors who moved out to Arkansas, uh, to Bentonville, where, which is the hometown of uh, Walmart, you know, the Waltons mm-hmm. Sam lived out there. They called and scheduled a telemedicine visit with me, both of them, because they couldn't get in to see a doctor for weeks, and they both had acute problems. One had a scratched cornea, and the other one had uh, uh, vertigo, you know, dizziness. Which, Not enough doctors out there in uh, Arkansas, or- who knows? I yeah. would think Bentonville would be, you know, littered with doctors. There should be a ton of money out there, but I don't know. Maybe Walmart doesn't have that good of an insurance plan. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so who well, knows? Maybe the Ayatollah will call you for an appointment. I mean, his health care probably is not up to standard.
2: Want, we could probably provide better health care for him than his people can. So, And you can do I, it
0: over the phone. So,
2: If you want, yeah. And if any, if any, if any of your... Uh, revolutionary soldiers want to call in for a telemedicine visit you'll have to give me an emergency dea license in iran so i can phone in some prescriptions but other than that it should be pretty straightforward <laughs> Right? how's the? they're they're having
0: troubles with the vaccine over there right in iran i don't have a lot of it i guess from what i've been reading don't have
2: a lot of it and uh, china's having troubles with theirs it's oh. not as effective as they thought it would be at least that's the that's the uh, the latest from Asian Times, but I don't know if that's accurate or not.
0: And I read something over the last week that said the somebody's getting Russian vials that are apparently not exactly the vaccine. Really? There, I was reading this one article that said it was, they were missing uh, some ingredient or something like that, but they were they were they were saying well, no, it's fine.
2: Vodka or what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if you do put a little vodka in there and you shoot that into the muscle, it's going to hurt. So you well, think you've had the reaction and you've had the, hey, that's a good, good. we could make our own can. Just yeah. <laughs> Get a fifth of
0: vodka and just start filling up vials.
2: Yeah. So, listen, I, 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 by the way, I wanted, before I get off of the, the Far East and the military buildup over there. Now, South Korea has developed... Uh, a stealth fighter so they're now in that elite group of i guess they're number eight in the world uh, of countries that have a stealth fighter it's a ours is a 5.0 and china's is a 5.0 and then everybody else is a 4.5 to 4.75 i guess the uh south korean one has not internalized the bays yet for Um, some of the armaments so that'll do it they're not as as um as stealthy as we are but Developed- as, far, as far as we know, the
0: only stealth that actually works is ours. It's the only one's been tested in combat. The
2: uh, the F twenty
0: two, yeah. Well, that F twenty two, the F one seventeen, and our our our
2: bombers. So they've all been tested in combat. We don't know even if yeah, the you if want China's were tested in the F twenty two. And uh, you, you remember they flew over the uh, Super Bowl? Yes. And that was pretty cool to see those three bombers. Uh, the, the, well, the, uh, the they had the B fifty
0: two with them too. Yeah.
2: Which is not a—the B-52 is not a stealth, but— Still scary. <laughs> it, it's a scary machine to yeah. see coming at you. I would—and uh, it can fly up pretty high, so they probably have a lot of anti-missile uh, capabilities because uh, they refit all of those planes, those B-52s. They just keep recycling them, and the davis monthan Air Force Base out in Arizona— has miles and miles and miles of uh, old uh, airplanes and there are tons of b52s out there and they cannibalize parts and rebuild stuff. It's pretty cool to see
0: yeah, those planes have been <laughs> flying longer than I've been around you know so
2: anyway this this stealth fighter that the uh, Koreans have developed a nice looking plane you know looks a lot lot like the f35 uh, but uh, I think it's going to be a step up from that even though the f35 is a good country. I mean, a good, a good plane and a lot of countries are using it. We, we still uh, have to think ahead, and I guess the South Koreans are doing that, and they're going to build more and more of their own equipment. You know, they've been buying ours for decades, and so now they want to start building their own. And I, I believe, I'm, don't quote me on this, but I believe that this was one of Trump's initiatives, was to get the South Koreans to start manufacturing their own military hardware. And to boost them up in the area, which will give another uh, another link in the chain around China. And, of course, they have to stand up to North Korea. Uh, that, that That's always a threat to them. But uh, that's President Moon, who, by the way, just lost an election over there. I guess they're not real happy with him. And they're moving to the right. They're moving to the conservative side. So the countries with uh, with these capabilities include the United States, Russia, China, Japan, France, Sweden. Sweden? Sweden has a stealth fighter? And a European consortium of the United Kingdom, Germany, Italy, and Spain. Just what we need to do is arm the Italians. They, <laughs> they shoot out of those planes anyway. Meatballs or what? <laughs> I don't know. So at any rate, so that that's the... That's the latest from the from the Far East in terms of uh, what's going on militarily. And then we get back to the vaccine. So the, the uh, coronavirus variant discovered in South Africa apparently can break through Pfizer's uh, vaccine. Now, what this means is I'm not sure because I've read this article and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't think that you really uh, – I think they had a higher incidence of people who were vaccinated – with the Pfizer in in a small group uh, in South Africa variant, and uh, I guess this was in Israel, that actually tested positive for this variant. Does it mean that they were sick? I don't know. I don't think so. Or if they were, they weren't very sick. So I'm I'm a little you know I'm a little fuzzy about what they're trying to say in this article. Uh, th- this I believe was was out of the New York Post so we'll give credit to that. I don't want to get in trouble with Cuba again over it. <laughs> copyright, yeah. <laughs> not not giving credit, not citing the source. Um but you know, I think it's important that we continue to look at these variants. However, I'm still not worried. And I had a I had a patient I consulted on yesterday with cystic fibrosis. She's uh, an older woman. She's actually lived a pretty long time long lifetime for having had cystic fibrosis must have been a mild case of it and that's a disease of the lungs uh you have a genetic absence of a uh, of a certain protein that kind of keeps your lungs elastic and allows your little air sacs to expand and contract at any rate her husband who is her caretaker i said did you get the get the vaccine yet no it's too experimental what what are you talking about you're high risk you're gonna course they didn't listen to me but um oh well what are you going to do but it is not experimental and you should get it and once again i will say to you which one is the best the one you can get right now in your arm should i get it should i let other people who are uh, more i don't know more what do you have to have certain criteria not anymore in florida now right it's 18 and up
0: it's just about everybody yeah so it's that way a lot of places around the country now, so we're doing well.
2: Here's the main thing. Be selfish. Get the vaccine. Don't worry about the side effects. You're not going to die from this. But if you get the COVID vi- uh, virus, you might end up in the hospital and be really sick, and you have a small chance of dying. But even more importantly, you're going to protect your parents and your grandparents and everybody else around you, your neighbors, unless you don't like your neighbors, in which case <laughs> you can get, get it and go cough on them. <clears throat> but that's not a nice thing to do.
0: You're going to get a shutdown in this country, Doc. Watch out.
2: I know. I probably will. Hey, listen, I got to tell you, this one neighbor that i talked about um, off and on over the past year, who, uh, since when I first moved in, we got into a political discussion and he called me a redneck. He said, a bunch of rednecks elected Trump. And I said, well, I guess I'm a redneck. And I've talked about that. Well, now he's telling everybody that Somebody in the conversation called somebody a name. <laughs> oh. so but he didn't say I called him a name, so that only leaves one other person. That's yes, right. <laughs> now, so
1: listen,
2: what did he call you, Doc? <laughs> he called me a redneck. That's just, which, all right. <laughs> I mean, I am a redneck. I'm out working. I'm a hillbilly from Kentucky, and uh, you know, I'm a now I'm a cracker. I guess crackers are sort of rednecks, aren't You're they? You're not
0: a lazy man at all, Doc. So
2: no, I'm out doing it, baby. I'm a hustling and a bustling. And so here's the thing, Ken. Now, listen, when you start rationalizing, justifying and explaining, you're getting ready to tell a lie. So I'm going to guess that this neighbor that called me a redneck, i I got a feeling he's going to tell a lie about me. That's not nice. No, it's not. And I haven't said it. I mean, I didn't call him any names. I don't agree with him. and I'm not sure that uh, uh, I would. I would question his. His depth of knowledge, let me put it like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair statement, isn't it? Yeah, it's not
0: like you call him stupid or anything like
2: that. No. That would be mean. I don't, to their opinion, right? That's right. And uh, even though I don't care about your opinion, you're still entitled (laughs) to it. (laughs) You can um, disagree without
0: calling somebody names. You can, yeah, do yeah. I mean, you know,
2: my sisters, you know, I hate, you know, white men and kill all white men and slamming the phone <laughs> down. I'm your brother. What do you? <laughs> kill hate, all
0: the white men. Okay. <laughs>
2: <I> hate Trump. <laughs> well, you know what?
0: <laughs> I'm a little concerned about your sister now.
2: I know. Well, all three of them. I haven't talked to them in months. They're they're still. I think my baby sister will talk to me if I'd call her, but. And my older sister probably talked to me, but she would want me to make the initiative, even though she's the one who hung up on me. Hurt my feelings, Ken. They're my sisters.
0: Hanging up on somebody is no longer as enjoyable as it used to be.
2: No, it's not. I mean, look, if you have a girlfriend that's pursuing you or a boyfriend, then you can't get rid of them. And they keep calling you. You know, you keep hanging up. That was the old days, but now you just change your phone number and get a new cell phone. Well, right. When, I mean, when you hung up
0: somebody back with the rotary phones, you slammed that phone down on the on the on the hook and you hung up on them. And it hurt. And it hurt, and you could you felt it. You 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 gave yourself a little workout there. Now you just clicked on the button and you hung up on them. It's not the same.
2: It's not the same. No, and you, you lose know. all the emotion. And you don't know if it was accidental or on purpose because <laughs> they may call back when they cool down and say, "Ooh, we got disconnected." That's exactly. You know so. <laughs> But the old days, with those rotary phones, you could slam those things down. Oh, man, those were great, weren't they? And, and it's people... also the little push-button dial tones we had. Yes. So you could actually stay on the line and just make noise and <laughs> block somebody That's out. right.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, technology.
2: What happened
0: to the old technology? I don't know. I enjoy the old technology in many ways.
2: But then, all of a sudden, I get this this thing uh, from one of the science magazines that the results of two experiments defy the physics rule book. They've got these subatomic particles that they're trying to examine in these, uh, you know, these big cyclotrons. Have you seen the large? Sure. Like Twenty uh,
0: miles around. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So these are these are circular uh, serial magnets that that can accelerate a particle close to the speed of light. And what's a subatomic particle? Well, electrons, protons, neutrons, and then there's uh, uh, positrons and uh, uh, muons and, uh, oh gosh, there's a whole bunch of little subatomic particles that they have discovered now. I guess the big question is, is is matter subdivisible infinitely? And it's I'm, I'm, starting I'm, to seem like it. Yeah, it seems like it. And now the the Boson, you know, the Boson, Higgs-Boson particle, the God particle, that has been verified by the uh, large hedron uh cyclotron over in Switzerland. I guess it goes into France a little bit too. Yeah, it's, it's massive. Under- it's a massive cyclotron. It's all underground. I know, yeah. And it's, what, a couple of miles around, and this thing circulates and accelerates these particles. And so they've been studying these things, and I guess they're looking at the muons at, at one of the uh, smaller uh, cyclotrons in, at uh, at the Fermi lab up in Chicago. We have been at the forefront of this research but the largest one now i guess is over in uh in switzerland and they were supposed to see this thing wobble or not wobble and it did just the opposite so now they're starting to question whether they have got the whole basis of uh physics of subatomic particles i guess they call it quantum mechanics quantum and uh so they're starting to rethink the nature of matter so that is, you know, it's, it's concerning because I don't want somebody to tell me that I'm really not what I am, that I'm something else when I've already lived 72 years as this entity. And they come along and say, well, you're not that entity, you're this entity. And then I'm, I don't know what I do. Do I have to change my name or what? How do know. we
0: use all this knowledge with these subatomic particles? What do we do with them? How, it, how does it benefit mankind in general or womankind or personkind?
2: What well, you want to go with we have to remember that uh, we use subatomic particles uh, electrons for the subatomic particle that we use the most, and we also use subatomic particles in nuclear reactors so we use uh, gamma radiation which is uh, uh, a a byproduct, an energy byproduct of the subatomic particles uh, decaying or going from one energy level to another, dropping from a higher to a lower energy level state. And so when you do that, you have to give off some, you know, it's like rubbing two sticks together. There's going to be heat created, right? I would think so, yes. So we, we have not only learned a lot in the uh, in the abstract in the uh, research sense but we've also had multiple practical applications of this I mean we wouldn't have the energy that we have the energy supply we'd still be using uh, 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 water wheels and and dams to uh, turn our machinery you know how we had those big water wheels that would turn a belt that would turn the machinery and you can see this nicely if you ever go to Mount Vernon. Have you been there, Ken? I have been to Mount Vernon. I have, yes. Did you see uh the uh grist mill that uh that President Washington had built and it was run off of uh, a water mill, windmill, water mill. You know, windmills are blown by wind and they turn a crankshaft which pumps water out of the ground. Water mills are on a creek where the where there's a waterfall and it turns the water wheel and the water wheel turns uh, an axle and that axle is geared and it goes in and it turns these two huge stones that grind grain down to flour. And so that's what people used uh, at the beginning of the industrial revolution before we had engines, you know, m- motorized engines and electricity to drive electric motors. So we have come a long way just in the past 200 years using subatomic particles. And there's more applications to come, and we also have created weapons from from subatomic uh from from our knowledge of this and and this has spun off a whole a whole bunch of industries and like we talked about last week uh, we can now take there's a company that's taking carbon fourteen which is a radioactive carbon uh molecule that decays over one or two million years, and it gives off beta uh energy so you have alpha beta and gamma energy that's given off when when a when an atom decays and beta are electrons so they have sandwiched this thing between two pieces of of man-made diamond and uh you know put uh put a nanode and a cathode at each end and they can milk out the electrons so there are practical applications to this and even though people say well this has has nothing to do with me Believe me, it has a lot to do with you. And it also helps us understand the nature of the universe. And we're going to need to know that if we're going to travel into the universe. We have to know, you know, we don't want to go out there blind. We have to know what we're going to face. You know, we didn't know for a long time why we couldn't find the mass in the universe that accounted for 80% of the gravitational pull. Now we know it's dark matter. These... uh, Higgs boson particles and these muons and all these little things floating around. So basically, we're swimming in this soup of subatomic particles, and um, it, it's what makes makes us what we are. So it is important, and we do need to know these things.
0: Well, speaking of soup <coughs> and other things from the kitchen, what do you say you we uh, freshen up the coffee?
2: Yeah, you want to grab a cup of joe? and Yeah. Get- in a few minutes all right everybody hang in there we've got more to come we're going to talk about uh, when, I, when we come back packing the supreme court how's that going to work population-based vaccine distribution that that uh, president biden is doing and uh, we'll get back into a little bit more about the, the vaccine and the virus too because i know everybody's interested in that i'm dr bill i'll be right back
1: With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Economies across the Middle East are recovering from the pandemic faster than anticipated, largely due to a boost in oil prices and the acceleration of mass inoculation campaigns. But the International Monetary Fund warns in a report today uneven vaccine distribution might derail the region's rebounds as the prospects of rich and poor countries diverge. In a rare admission of weakness of Chinese coronavirus vaccines, the country's top disease control official says their effectiveness is low, and the government is considering mixing them to give them a boost. The director of the China Centers for Disease Control says Chinese vaccines don't offer a very high level of protection. And a strong earthquake on Indonesia's main island of Java has killed eight people. It did not trigger a tsunami. This is SRN.
3: If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. You into thinking you have no way out our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save we may be able to stop all liens garnishments levies and save you thousands call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88 800 555 that's 800-555-88 community tax who's your tax guy Moss Nissan is simply the best around. In 2020, we delivered over 6,000 vehicles to customers around Tampa Bay. And we pride ourselves in making sure that every one of those customers receive top value for their trade, the best financing rates available, and the best experience possible. Our goal this year is to become the best Nissan dealership in the nation. And with all things being equal, our goal is to never lose your business over price with our best deal guarantee. Moss Nissan, whatever it takes.
0: AM 860, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerTampa.com. Radio.com. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast.
1: Considerable cloudiness for today and quite humid with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm. Storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds with a high 77. Mainly cloudy tonight with a few showers and a thunderstorm and a low of 69. Plan with confidence this spring. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your Accu Weather Forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. I'm walking on sunshine, I'm
2: walking on sunshine, And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Welcome to the show if you're just joining us. We're on 860 AM, which is Well in Tampa Bay, Florida. We're also streaming live on Facebook and YouTube and on my Wix channel, DrBillRadioMD.com. Click, click to there and you can pick us up or you can listen to us. If you can't see us, you can listen to us at uh, the radio station. You can go to the station and click on listen live nine to 10 AM every Sunday morning, or you can go to my website and click listen live too, and you'll get the same effect. So you can see me, you can hear me. And if you want to talk to me, I'm at 877-969-8600, 877 877- 969 9698600 and I got Ken with me this morning. Morning doc. We're talking about all kinds of good things here. We were talking about the uh the vaccine now the uh efficacy, the how how well this works, uh you know that 95% is a little bit misleading, Ken. When you when you talk about that, you're talking about uh statistical numbers. If you look at the actual number of people who got the virus after they had been vaccinated with two shots within two weeks or, or I'm sorry beyond two weeks after they got the shot it's less than one percent so when we say 95 and five we're not really being I mean we're, we're, we're using statistical language we're not using real world language so even uh even though we say that you have a five percent chance that that doesn't mean you have to think of it like this you have your odds of getting it and then the the hazard ratio so the odds are if you take everybody let's say what are the odds of somebody hitting your your house with their airplane and killing you they're astronomical pretty, they're astronomical <laughs> yeah. astronomically low but now the hazard ratio changes that what if your house is right next to an airport
0: ah okay
2: okay so then the hazard ratio goes up so that's a little bit higher so You know, the odds are very low, less than, you know, 5% or less. But the hazard ratio is even smaller because not that many people would come into contact with somebody with the virus and and get it big enough of a load. You you know, if you're in medicine and you're you're doing this every day or if you're meeting the public, you're working at at a grocery store and you're having people cough on you all day, of course, your hazard ratio is going to go up but if you've had the vaccine even if you have the highest hazard ratio you're still only going to have a 5% chance but if you're not in this front line your chances of getting this are minuscule minuscule if you've had the vaccine so go get that that's important and so all of this came out of the Pfizer trial you know they had about 36,000 people involved in the in the phase 3 trial and half got the vaccine half got the the, uh, the saline, the, the fake stuff. And so in reality, the odds of getting symptomatic COVID-19 after vaccine is really around 0.04%, less than one half of 1%, not 5%, after you divide the number of vaccinated people who got sick to the total number of vaccinated people, because it was a very small number of people who got sick. And remember, that's symptomatic that doesn't even mean that they go in the hospital or that they're sick enough to 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 need medication, uh, although I'm sure that they got something. But uh, so it, the vaccine is so important, folks, so important. And I, I just can't over, over stress the need to go out and do that. You need to be selfish, as I said earlier in the show. You, you need not to worry about whether or not you're going to take vaccine away from somebody else who needs it more than you do. Somebody who needs it more than you do needs you to get it so that you form a buffer, that you form a firebreak or a firewall for them so they don't get it. And uh, there are older people that can't get out there and get it, and there are people who are afraid to get it. And like I said earlier, I had a, a patient in the hospital that I saw in consult yesterday, which really disturbed me, Ken, that this woman has end-stage uh, cystic fibrosis, and her husband doesn't want her to get the vaccine. I'm like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) This is not right. This is not right. And even if you
0: do have the vaccine, even if you do get it after the vaccine, your symptoms won't be as, well, you won't die. Yeah. Correct. I mean, it does help you. Even if you do
2: get it, that's what we've seen. We have not seen anybody get sick, sick enough to be in the hospital or die if they got vaccinated and they caught the uh, virus afterwards. And again, we don't know if they had it before they got the vaccine or not. So, Mm. Uh, we're going to assume that they didn't, that they tested everybody before. But, you, you know, you don't know. You don't know all of the nuances. And, and research is not perfect. It's it, There's there's errors made on all parts. It's, we're humans, you know. That's the way it is. But
0: indications yeah. are you're better off with the vaccine than without. So go get it.
2: Yeah, please go get it. You got it, Ken. I, I got did. it. Yeah. Um, everybody at the radio station got it because Dr. Bill said, go get it.
0: That's right. Exactly. And,
2: and, and, you know, I guess they have my picture with, you know, a little altar around it somewhere <laughs> in the <place>. station. <laughs> right, right, right in the lobby, Doc. Right in the lobby. I, Dr. Bill saved our life. So, all right. So now we got to get back to what Sleepy Joe's up to. And so he's, as he promised while he was running, he's got a commission going now. And they're going to look into the Supreme Court and see about changing the Supreme Court. Now... The nine justices that we have, the uh, this law was passed in the 1860s, and uh, it was passed by Congress because Congress has the right to do that. Now, the Constitution can does not uh, mandate a specific number of Supreme Court justices, but Congress set this up in the 1860s. They passed the law because they had gradually expanded the court, you know, one from three to five to seven, and then they fixed it at nine in 1860s. And so that was uh, the Judiciary Act of 1869. So it's been uh, one chief justice and eight associate justices, which by my mathematics equals nine. And so this has been the standard for, what, 125, 130 years now, 1860 to 1960. More than that, 150, 160 years now. So... Now, along come the Democrats, and they tried this before, and we'll talk about that with uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt in 1936, but the, the Democrats, they don't like the Supreme Court being a bunch of old fuddy-duddies slowing down their progressive agenda. They want socio-fascism, of course. They want a one-party state. They want a one One branch of government, the judiciary, like parliamentary governments have around the world. So the judiciary decides who the chief executive officer is, the prime minister or the president, whatever you want to call him. And they decide all the justices in the court and the president then would not have any say in it. And the Supreme Court would not have any control over what the legislature does, because if the legislature doesn't like the way the court votes, guess what? You just change the court, you know. <laughs> you, you change the game, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly.
0: Change the rules. You change yeah. the game,
2: you change it. So, uh, you know, it's like playing basketball, and and uh, you got three pointers set up, and then in the middle of the game, one team's losing. They say, "Well, if we make it from the three point line, it's four points." So, that, that's not the way to play ball. So, at any rate, in thirty-seven, um, our then liberal, uh, kind and loving. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who people worshipped, Uh, not that he did anything to bring us out of the Great Depression. Uh, We had to wait for World War II for that uh, and the central banks to loosen up on money. But, you know, I, I argued with my dad about this. I said, Dad, he didn't do anything. The economy was as bad in 37 as it was in 32. He said, I don't care. He gave us hope. And apparently that's important. People are very emotional, as we saw with President Trump. You know, they." They they want to be reassured and they want to be spoken to gently and kindly. I don't know why. I mean, you know, why why can't we just be straightforward? Well, apparently that doesn't work for a lot of people. Any rate, so in 36, Roosevelt he won a sweeping reelection. He won, you know, he had a big majority. And so he took that as a mandate to do what he wanted. And he had had some legislation that he had pushed through Congress in the 18 in the 1932 to 36 era that the Supreme court had ruled unconstitutional. Of course, he didn't like that. And, uh, presidents don't seem to like being told no. And you can understand that. Sure. You're a president.
0: You, know, you don't like that.
2: Presidents are powerful people yeah. and they think that their agenda should fly. <clears throat> and so he, uh, decided that he would pass a bill or have his legislature pass a bill that would allow him to appoint another justice for every justice who reached 70 uh, years old and failed to retire. And so now Sleepy Joe, his commission is talking about adding more justices, which essentially this is what the legislation in 1937 wanted to do, and also having a mandatory retirement age for the justices. So uh, we're we're gonna have to deal with that. Now, uh, thankfully, this legislation, which was in the House and then went to the Senate, was held at 165 days in the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee, um, and that pretty much killed it. And we also had, back then, one of the senators who was a proponent of it die in the middle of his office His term, and and so that also uh, put a a little kibosh to it. And the third part of this was that a lot of the Democrats said, "Wait a minute, this is not good. If we do this, if the Republicans get in, they'll just turn around and use the the same weapon against us." So, well, that's the problem,
0: right? Exactly. Sooner or later, you end up with 150 Supreme Court justices,
2: which is not manageable.
0: No. Keep it the way it is.
2: It won't work. And, you know, we see countries that have 27 Supreme Court justices and nothing gets done. It's all corrupt and it's a mess. So, at any rate, this was held in committee and it died. And so it never did get passed. It failed and uh, the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee held up the bill by delaying hearings on it for 165 days. And he said, quote, no haste, no hurry, no waste, no worry. That is the motto of this committee. And so hopefully we'll have some Democrats who have some sense and they won't let this uh, actually come to fruition. And and maybe Joe knows that it won't come to fruition, but he's just appeasing his base by uh, setting up this commission and making these recommendations. The other aspect of this is the majority of Americans, they don't want any more than nine people on the Supreme Court. They don't like the decisions that come down all the time. But they don't want to monkey with it too much because you know it's worked fairly well. Ken, it's been a pretty good, uh, pretty good um, umpire for for our legal system for the past two hundred plus years. Wait, believe
0: me, if FDR couldn't push this through Congress, Joe ain't going to get it through. Yeah,
2: It's not going to well, happen. You're right because it would be a mess and it would it would just it would just hasten the civil war that's eventually going to come anyway.
0: They probably I, have a better chance of getting rid of the filibuster than changing the Supreme Court.
2: And and we still have the filibuster. I don't think they got rid of it yet. Did Not they? Yeah, no, no. It, does it take a, a two-thirds majority to get rid of the filibuster? Case? I don't
0: think so. I think it's just a I think it's just a majority vote to and change some the, of the rules. I yeah. don't
2: want to get rid of it, you know, because they've used it. Well, of course, over the decades that that's been a that's been a good weapon for both sides. Absolutely, which, yeah. That, Keep them, you know. So let's put the brakes on these people. They don't. They're spending our money, and I don't care which side they're on. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that stuff. You tell them, Doc. <laughs> I'm telling them, y'all quit that. I'm gonna. I'm not, I can't make any threats. I'm. Huh. I'm just not gonna be nice and, and like you anymore. <laughs> but I won't call you names. I won't call you rednecks or or uh, you know left wing loonies. Although sociofascism is a is a economic and political term that that Dr. Bill has coined. And it means that you want uh, socialism with fascism. And Ken, fascism is a one-party state with a strong man at the top. So you only have one uh, one party that is in the legislation. And you allow private enterprise, but only the private enterprise that you want. So it's not like communism where the private enterprise is co-opted by the government. Private enterprise is still allowed. But if they don't like your enterprise, if they don't like you uh, uh, pumping oil out of the ground and refining it, then they'll just say, no, you can't have that business. So that's, that's the difference. And then the socialism part of it is that the, the government, the nanny state, provides for us uh, health, education, welfare, retirement. Everything is handled by the state. And uh, when you put that much power in the hands of a small group of people, it invariably leads to problems. There's going to be a
0: lot of corruption eventually, that's right, just like Venezuela.
2: Yeah, and I mean all you have to do is look at the Roman Empire. Once their their democracy had been um, abolished by Julius Caesar and subsequent Caesars, the empire radically changed. It radically changed, and although it lasted for a long time, uh, it was it was not the same entity, and there was a, uh, you know, there there was two very distinct classes. There was the ruling class, which was holed up in their palaces, and then there were the rest of the people, and uh, everybody was pretty much beholden to the ruling class, and uh, that's not a good thing. We don't want that. We're we, we want to all be the same here in America, I think. Well, we, that's the, that's the goal. Yeah, I
0: mean that's. Isn't uh... that
2: the idea of the founding fathers is equality and. In, under the law. I think that was the idea.
0: If you have an idea in this country, you can take it as far as you can take it without anybody taking it away from you. You know what I mean?
2: Well, that's they're that, trying to take it away from us, though. You know, yeah. That's the thing. So then McConnell, you know, Senator McConnell from Kentucky, Mitch McConnell,
1: mm-hmm.
2: he's the former pres- uh, head of the Senate. Um, now he's in the minority party. So On Twitter, he had a sharp uh, criticism, and he said, Today's announcement is a direct assault on our nation's independent judiciary. And the panel is a naked ploy by the Biden administration, the Democratic progressives, to pack the court with left-leaning judges, dismissing the notion that the commission represents some sober, scholarly attempt at necessary reform. And, and, you know, come on, this is not a scholarly uh, uh, look at the Supreme Court. This is we want our way and we want it now. I mean, isn't that what we do when we're six and seven years old? I mean, I didn't get my way. So I'm going to throw a a hissy fit and we're going to start a commission and put our own people in.
0: Just a power grab, Doc. Just a power grab. That's That's what politics is. It's all about power.
2: Yeah, and at, at the same time, McConnell said Dems have increasingly voiced open disdain for the judicial independence and prodding the courts to deliver liberal skewed rulings or face restructuring. So, you know, basically the Democrats are saying, if you don't do what we want, you federal judges and you Supreme Court judges, we're going to get rid of you. Well, we were supposed to have an independent judiciary. That was one of the... Three keys of the of the Constitution. One of you know that we have three independent, separate but equal branches of government to keep e- each other in check. If you have one branch of government that handles everything, you got a lot of. All you got to do is go to Canada and see this. I mean, the lockdown there it's it's draconian. I mean, it, it, Canadians are coming down here and saying we want to emigrate. So well, then you better go down to Mexico, walk across the border, because that's the fastest way to get in now. <laughs> Because you know they don't—they don't want the, the the Canadians here, the American uh, the the immigration people. They don't want them to immigrate. They they they're they're putting the quietus on it. Uh, so. Well, their uh, sports teams are certainly down here.
0: We're enjoying those.
2: Oh yeah, well I mean that's different if you're if you're an ice hockey player born in Quebec and you're in the NHL, you're going to get in. Yeah. Um, and of course that's the same with our people that they want to play in the. And the uh, CFL, the Canadian Football League, I'm sure they can get citizenship overnight, but uh, but that's different. That's sports. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
3: <laughs> so, it's
2: like so, a royalty almost. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got um, Robin Woods in and He just sent something, but I can't read it. It went away too fast. Mm-hmm. Robin, I got in just under the wire. He says he's so he's watching us. Robin is one of the guys at the hospital. Last week, by the way, when we were talking about invading Canada and there wouldn't be much resistance, yeah. and he texted, oh, that's because they're all stoned on pot. <laughs> we had moved on from, from the Canadians to something else, and so I didn't quite put it together, but he told me at the hospital. So if you're concerned about the Canadian Army, don't worry. <laughs> 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 Marijuana is legal now. All <laughs> so right. Four <they're> <laughs> yeah. things any rate, so we've got a big thing going on here between McConnell and the left and the right. And, and you know, I thought Trump did a good job of trying to restore some uh, independence to the judiciary. And, of course, people on the left didn't like it because he put in conservative judges who said, you know, the in, the judiciary should maintain its independence and, and not uh, cave in and should follow the Constitution. Um, what's wrong with that? Nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with
0: that at all. It sounds like the way it should be.
2: Yeah, and then Joe said, Joe, President Biden said, well, the amendments, are they're interpretable and they're not exactly what they mean, which in a sense is true, but, you know, it's not for him or for the legislature to interpret the laws. They make the laws. They pass the laws. That's why we have courts. That's why we have umpires. You know, it's not for the pitcher or the batter or the catcher to decide whether it's a, it's a, a striker or, or a or not a strike, whether it's over the strike zone or not. It's up to the umpire. That's why we have umpires, at least last I checked.
0: We still have umpires, yes.
2: Well, we still, okay, good. All right, so.
0: There are some who would like to get rid of them, go to a computer, but I'm not sure that's the best thing for baseball.
2: Well, it would certainly take away uh some of the elements of, of emotion and argument and going out and kicking dirt on the
0: it just wouldn't be as much fun, it that's right. Would,
2: would <laughs> you I, lose you know, the Leo Gerosha effect. <laughs> yeah, you kick dirt on the computer, it doesn't really have the same Exactly. Uh, come on, sports are some place that we can go and get rid of some emotions, and it's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Ah, but so, you only upset the engineers, you know, when you kick oh, dust on her computers. So-
2: so we've, we've, got to, we've got to stand firm and lock arms against this, all of us, you know, not just conservatives but liberals too because this is going to – those of you who are in the middle, remember this is going to affect not only the left but the right. And so if you, if you do something that is egregious and the other side gets in by some small chance, they might do something very egregious back to you. Exactly, so, yeah. You know, it's physics. So let's leave everything the way it is let's leave that supreme court alone hands off of the uh, the courts for now all right so biden's population-based vaccine program is failing critics say now i don't know who these critics are this is uh this is out of newsmax and i don't want anybody to think that i'm 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 just making this stuff up and not giving credit where it's due this is a newsmax article and i subscribe to it, asian times and newsmax and all this stuff At any rate Somebody at the Scripps Institute Institute said population-based is not making any sense. This is Eric Topal, professor of molecular medicine at Scripps Research Center out there in California, I do believe, in La Jolla, I think, somewhere near there. So here's the thing, Ken. Uh, The Biden administration has said we're going to distribute the vaccine based on The population numbers in your state and so their feeling is that this is the most equitable way to do it well uh, you know Michigan's having a a surge in in cases and so uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer she's saying hey that doesn't make any sense why don't you send it to the areas that are having the big spikes so that we can have a firewall here which also makes sense uh, but the White House is saying well, you know, that wouldn't be equitable to the other states, and they're going to complain, and they might. Um, I, I don't know uh, what the answer is, but I would think that we have enough doses of the vaccine now that we could probably uh, find some middle ground here and accommodate the states that are having a, a big rise. And I'm surprised I'm surprised that Whitmer is... Uh, coming out on this but um, i guess she has decided to pull for her people for once and not for the left-wing loonies that have been pulling her strings and, and i'm ha- happy to hear that we're close to the end of the show ken all right man so we're gonna go i thank you all i'm dr bill your radio md 727-384-6411 727-384-6411 love you i'll see you next week
0: For listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD, join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at cancareclinic.com.